Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. There is so much noise out there, especially when it comes to self-betterment, and that's why I created TAT text. I'm actually using texting as a mental program. It's like the program you uh, get at the gym, but this is for your mental and emotional state. Every week there's a different topic. One week would maybe relationships, the next week uh, codependency, next week dating, etc. And at the end of the week, you get a private link to a Google Doc that takes you deeper. A lot of how to, right? It's not just information, but it's like, what do we do with this information? So, If you want to wake up with something that is going to reposition your mindset and set you up for a day that you can maneuver in the best version of yourself, come check out my text. You could get them at theangrytherapist.com or on my Instagram at theangrytherapist. See you in your phone. It's 8.07 on a Friday evening and I'm definitely in for the night. In front of me, I've got a collection of beverages. See what I have here. I have um, kombucha, I have water, I have black tea, and I have a bag of gluten-free cheddar cheese baked crackers. I'm feeling grateful as fuck. And so before we get to what um, I believe you should look for in your partner, besides the obvious, we'll get into that, um, let's do uh, five gratitudes. So. For me, um, and I'm not just saying these uh, five, I'm actually um, really thinking about it. I was thinking about it earlier today. Um, really been feeling so grateful for these things. Um, one would be, I was on my motorcycle today, and it's been sunny in, in Los Angeles. It was uh, rainy earlier this week. Um so I was able to take my bike out and, you know, I just, I kind of ride wherever to go work out or to coffee shops. I'm always just putting around town on the weekdays. And then on the weekend, sometimes I'll take my bike out to, to Malibu or some canyon somewhere. And I was just cruising and it just, uh, it hit me how amazing. The thing about a motorcycle is, uh, I know they're very cool now and everyone's, you know, getting motorcycles and all that. That's great. Um, but for me, it's not a fad. It's it 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 actually it stems back to childhood. I got my first Honda Spree, and you could Google this shit. It's a tiny little. It's like it's a okay. So it's a Honda Spree, um, and they came out in the eighties. It, it was it was a big big hit, and I think it was like brand new. I think it was like uh uh like four hundred dollars, and it was so expensive because you know. $400 in the 80s for a little scooter is it like a very big deal. And I remember my parents bought me a used one and I and I was uh, I wasn't even able to drive. I must have been like 13. And for some reason they thought they thought that little scooter was was more safe than actually a, a car, uh which is completely not true. I could have died on that thing. Um but it's tiny. It, it was it was 50 cc's, the engine size. Um my motorcycle today, my new Harley I got a few months ago is 1800 cc so we can just the power difference right and uh, many people think that because you have so much power uh that that makes it more dangerous it's actually the complete opposite there's more there's more of a chance i would die today on that little 50 cc scooter right 
than I would on my 1800 because when you have that kind of power, you can maneuver, you have full control of the bike. When you're on something that, you know, goes four miles an hour, uh, you can't do anything. But, you know, if you're if you're swerving, you, you're, you're, if you're, someone's coming towards you, you can't move. So my point is I remember getting this scooter back in the 80s. I was like, I think I was like 13. You know, I was still playing with, you know, toys and, and I was just a total kid. But I remember riding this thing and uh, we bought a used one. And I remember riding this thing up the street um, for like three or four blocks, like up the street to the school and back. And I just remember feeling um, a breeze on my face. And of course, you know, you're not wearing a helmet back in the, this in the 80s. Uh, I I remember feeling like I was flying. I remember feeling the freedom and just felt like invincible, like uh, like Superman, right? And it's the same feeling I have today. Um, and you know, I talk a lot about connecting to parts of us uh, that we have locked up, and so it definitely connects to that young John Kim and me. And I think that's why um, riding motorcycles have just you know really become a lifestyle for me. And so. All that to say that I just had a moment today where I I'm not sick of my motorcycle that I really I'm so grateful for um my ability to experience motorcycles daily especially living in California you could pretty much ride 365 days out of the year I know there's traffic and I know you know there are other places with windy roads and all that but um the Cal- you can't beat the California weather the I don't think that needed a duh. Okay, so that would be one. That was a little bit long. Two, I'm really grateful for where I live. Um, so I live in Los Feliz. It's called Los Feliz proper, which is, I know, that's a total hipster. Um, it, <laughs> within, literally within a block of where I live, I live like right in the kind of the, the epicenter of, of uh, the very trendy Los Feliz area um right below griffith park in case you want to stalk me or 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 rob me this is where um within one block there are four coffee shops two grocery stores you know one being like a a, one's it's called lassens it's basically an adult candy shop because it's every, you go in there and you just want to buy everything it's it's kind of equivalent to like a whole foods it's a super high-end grocery store um a sushi bar a brazilian i mean there, there's so many an italian restaurant there's so many eateries within one block that every time i leave my house it's like i mean if you if you knew how much money i spent on food every time i leave my house uh you i mean you can't it's just right in your face. Um, so where I where I write, uh, where my whole world is within like a four block um, square of Los Feliz, and I just walk everywhere. And I'm so grateful uh, that everything is walking distance. It's so convenient. And every time I go out, and I just came back and I got this kombucha because I knew I was going to do a, a podcast, and I got some some treats. Um, every time I leave the house, I'm so grateful that uh, I don't have to get into a car and drive somewhere. Uh, number three, I am grateful for, man, I am grateful for, um, um, just being able to move, uh, you know, at 44, I know a lot of people who still, you know, who have, uh, um, injuries and, um, they have all these things they're struggling with physically 
And uh, today I did a 30-minute workout, um, and I didn't stop the entire time. And I was really surprised. I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but I was really surprised at myself um, at how you know how how much I could move my body today as a 44-year-old. I still I feel like I'm in the body of a 20-year-old, um, and I'm super grateful for that. And of course, you know I work out every day and I put work into it, um, but. I do. I am grateful that I'm not injured and that I, I can still move my arms and, and all of that. Uh, four, I'm grateful for. Um, oh, this is the biggest one actually, because I can't think of another one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one and then five. I'll have to quickly think of something else. But I promise I'll mean it. Um, four, I, I'm grateful for this opportunity I have to to write my book. I've been buried in it, and. Um, Holy shit, it's not, how do I even, I don't even know how to explain this. Um, I don't think it's even hit me yet. So, you know, I've, I've published a, a couple ebooks. They're kind of like pamphlets, you know, a few years ago, and, and that was fun. Um, and then last year, I had the privilege of actually being um, legitimately published. Um, and it was a smaller production, it was a smaller publishing company, but it was still legit. And it's you know at Barnes and Noble. I remember driving to where I grew up, uh, Glendale, on my motorcycle by myself the day that the book came out. And I remember walking into the Barnes and Noble. I think I even did a Facebook Live, um, without knowing you know for sure if my book, book was there or not, and asking for the self help where the self help section was. Going there, looking for my book, not finding it. Right, my heart stops, super let down, disappointed. And then I asked them, you know, do they have it? Like, yeah, it's on the table, and it was on the like the new arrivals table. And there it was, sitting on the the corner, the stack, at Barnes and Noble, with right next to all the you know the the big books, like the the books that you guys read, the that that you know New York Times bestsellers and self help books. And I remember that moment, like that was the pivotal moment where I feel like, holy shit, like, you know, I'm actually a real writer, and. um this year, I actually I'm grateful uh, for have this other to have this other opportunity where um, I got to go to New York and I got to um, uh, meet the the big the big people the <laughs> the big leagues right of publishing and uh, so uh, my next book is going to be uh, published by HarperCollins slash Harper One and they. Um, they're like the people that publish The Alchemist. They're like the people that publish <laughs> some of the, the some of the <laughs> the most popular books on the planet. And um, I remember going to their office, and it's like a it's like a movie studio, and all the posters of these books. And I was like, oh my god, they're publishing my words. Um, so I'm grateful that that's actually going to happen. Um, I'm working with editors now. I've already done a draft. I'm on my second draft. Um, it'll, you know, they were already, they're working on titles already. It's like a, it's, it's literally like, um, the, the, the movie business, like it, it takes about 10 months. It goes through teams. It, it's crazy how much thought goes into every word from the cover to the, you know, the design and all that. And it's really, it's really interesting. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. Um, man, I'm, I'm, it's not so much that I got a book deal. That's not what I'm grateful for is the opportunity to start a conversation about, um, being a better man. And, and this is what I'm really, truly grateful for. Uh, and of course I also feel pressure, but when I was going through a divorce and, and I was a, just a total idiot boy, um, very low self-awareness and I was going on my man journey, I got picked up a book that was for men. 
and I've never read any book of, of you know for men before. And this book, uh, it it completely changed my life. And of course, I you know after that one, that was the first time I read a, a bunch of others. But holy shit! And maybe you know maybe it was just that sometimes you know the right timing of reading the right book. Um, is what impacts us the most. And then you go read it again later when you're in a different point in your life and it doesn't have that kind of impact, right? So maybe that was it. I don't know. But it was the first book for men that I read and it blew me away, changed my life. And if my book can be that for anyone, um, and I'm not going to lie, you know when people say like, oh, if if what, if what one person reads my blog or my book, you know, if it changes one person, come on, bullshit. <laughs> if, if, if it changes, you know, I don't know what that number is. Um, it's more than one. I've got to be honest. But if, you know, I don't know, let's say 100 people or let's say 100 men or whatever, if it impacts them um, in any way, uh, especially if it, if it impacts them in a way that uh, um, the superior man uh, impacted me when I read that, um, man, I'm, it's, it's a, I'm going to feel... Um, like I did something, you know, uh, I'm going to feel important. I'm going to feel like, um, I did something meaningful. And so, man, I'm about to cry. <laughs> and so that, uh, holy shit, it's 12 minutes. I haven't even gotten to the topic. And so, um, I am so grateful for that. I've been grateful for that. Uh, it's a hard, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's hard work, but I, I am grateful for that almost every day. I'm going to not go to number five. Let's just do four because of time. And I want to keep these short. Um, and also I want to be honest, I, the, the things that I just told you I'm grateful for, I am super grateful for, and there's truth there. I don't want to just make something up to, you know, check off a list. Okay. So moving on. Um, the obvious that we look for when searching uh, for a, or investing, right, deciding to invest in a partner, um, besides, you know, the chemistry and you know, banter and, you know, your preferences, I, all that stuff. And, you know, on, on top of that, of course, ability to create a safe space, um, you know, vulnerability, um, all of that stuff, right? But I'm trying to pick something different and unique so it's not an obvious thing that, you, that you've heard before. And the one I'm going to pick is someone who has a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Um, and let me just quickly explain this. I talk about this all the time, but it really changes everything. So I actually used to have a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is um, someone that lives with ceilings, is someone who uh, basically uh, thinks that you know failure is the limit of uh, your abilities, uh, that you're, all, you're either good or you're not good at something, like that you actually don't have the the ability to grow and get better, but you're limited, um, and then that your abilities are, are unchanging, right? Um, people with fixed mindsets don't like to be challenged. Um, they believe that their potential is predetermined, right? They're only going to go so far. Um, they can either do something or they can't, right? Everything's kind of black or white. And then when they're frustrated, they give up. Um, they take feedback and criticism very personally, and they just like stick to what they know, right? This is a fixed mindset. Growth mind mindset people, um, failure, failure is an opportunity to grow. Uh, they believe they can learn anything they want, right? They believe that challenges actually help them grow. Their effort and attitude determines their abilities. That This is huge. Think about, listen to this. Their, your effort and your attitude determine your ability. Um, just me even reading that. Uh, it's... It's uh, it's a, it's it's amazing how that one sentence can 
affect not only you know the person's life but the the, the, the people around them. Um, feedback is constructive, and they're inspired by the success of others, right? Instead of being jealous and envious, um, and they like to try new things. Now, the difference is huge, guys. I used to have a fixed mindset, and a fixed mindset leads to being miserable. Um, it's definitely not sexy. <laughs> it's not, you know. Um, here's the thing: whoever you choose to invest in, um, there's going to be um, times when shit hits the fan. There's going to be turbulence. There's going to be uh, difficulty in 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 you or his or her careers. There's going to be um, these dips, right? And that's never going to stop. That is life. Right, and it doesn't matter how much you have or where you're at. You could, you could be a starving artist or you could be a, a billionaire. Um, it, it, as far as mindset goes, it's still going to impact you a certain way, and your reactions, your attitude, and your behavior, depending on your mindset, will be you know the same. So, when we hit these hardships in life, and you're with someone with a fixed mindset. This person is going to be a miserable fuck, <laughs> like I used to be, and they're going to play victim, and they're going to bring you down, and there's just nothing attractive about that mindset, right? Uh, you're going to get turned off very fast, and you're also going to feel like, like, like you're being sucked into their misery, right? So people with fixed mindsets um, can also kind of be black holes and, and not being aware of that, right? Now, if you're with someone who has a growth mindset, it's going to feel like, I mean, shit, it's going to feel like water. And, and any time that, 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 that life throws something, a wrench into your path or, or his or her path and things aren't going well, anyone with a growth mindset uh, will not only try to help you see the glasses half full, but in their own life, um, they're going to pivot and adjust to whatever comes with them. And so when you are with someone like that, it builds trust. You know, like you're with someone who's unstoppable. And to me, that is, I mean, that is sexy and attractive. And because everything ripples, if you have a growth mindset, it, it, it it's in everything, including your relationship. So people with fixed mindsets um, may give up in a relationship, may believe the relationship is, you know, if it hits turbulence that it's dead or it's, it's you know, unfixable. People with a growth mindset um, are always more optimistic and we got this and let's let's work on, you know, because your mindset is across the board. It doesn't, you know, change depending on on the topic so or the area of life. So anyway, uh, Carol Dweck did a study at Harvard and – um, this was the one, the greatest difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. And so if you want a successful relationship, you want to be with someone with a growth mindset. Thank you for listening. I hope that you, whether out loud or on paper, um, do your, your, your gratefuls today, your list of gratitude, and actually mean it. And um, if you're listening and you feel like you fall into the fixed mindset, um, don't it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. Uh, I, I the reason why I say that I had a fixed mindset is because I have a growth mindset today. Um, I mean, I don't have perfect days. I also com- complain and bitch and all that and say a lot of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but generally speaking, I have a growth mindset, uh, and it took many years. Uh, but my point in saying that is, you can go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And so, if you feel like you you feel more, uh, you fall more into the fixed mindset. 
um, it's time to change that. And if you are um, looking for invest, you know, if you're dating or if you're trying to, you know, kind of out there and uh, deciding who you want to invest in, uh, make sure this is very high on your list. Just it's not just about someone being hot, guys. That is not going to give you legs of a sustainable, healthy relationship. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.